Today's podcast is brought to you by the Davis Companies, uh, a technical staffing firm with offices across the country. Um, some quick updates about Davis they wanted me to include today is that we've got a, some offices on the move, including our, our New Hampshire office is relocating from Nashua to Manchester, and our Marlboro office is uh, relocating just down to the street to a building they just purchased. So um, we are currently in uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey, Georgia, uh, as well as Minnesota and uh, Tennessee. I, I always wanted to just say Memphis and Minneapolis, but it's there's states, Mark. Keep it there. Um, so, check them out. They support this thing. Uh, today's podcast, awesome podcast, if I may add. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it with Ann Whitaker, probably one of my favorite people I've met through the, the business world. Ann and I... Um, started out with the whole client vendor relationship piece of things and then uh, we've really just become friends over the past I want to say five or six years I think we discovered in the podcast we hit a ranging uh, a ranging uh, a huge assortment of topics um, but Anne is really cool she's uh, self-described roll your own HR uh, she started in the fashion industry and uh, you know years later founded a robotic tech startup so um, hold on because that's the kind of ride it was i hope you enjoy the conversation we we really had a blast i think Anne will be someone that we uh certainly invite back in the future just because she's so much fun to talk to and honestly has so much good insight and has such a great holistic view of um people careers and really connecting with uh the the human spirit so welcome to another episode of beers and careers cheers Cheers, Anne. Uh, today, as I drink our drink of choice, uh, today the guest on the podcast is one of my favorite people that I met through the business world, and uh, someone I'm so comfortable with. I, you were probably the first call when I was doing the podcast for, for, from an outsider, right? Like someone not involved with Davis and Whitaker. Um, is your f- official title Chief People Officer? That's no, not- no. My official title is Head of People and Culture. Head of People and Culture. I that's think of you as a chief. Surgical. I think vicarious surgical. That's correct. I just think of you as a chief people officer <laughs> in, in in my uh, purview. Um, Anne's drink of choice for beers and careers was. Uh, I'm going to say it. I think it was Mar- Mark and Anne's skinny vodka soda. Tr- right. I'm trying to be skinny vodka soda, right, right. which is right up my wheelhouse. So I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you helping me stay on the path. Stay on the path. Thank you. So Anne, thanks so much for coming on pleasure. Thanks. I'm really flabbergasted that you wanted to interview me. Oh, well, I, I, um, the inspiration for the podcast was people's, uh, careers and nonlinear career paths, but I also, um, love just talking to interesting people. And I think I love how you are an HR person who described yourself not as an HR person. So I think that, I think that's the perfect, yeah, so I think that's like the perfect person to be on the podcast. Um, so I'm interested in, I got some rapid fire questions to ease us into this. So, you know, favorite, what is Ann Whitaker's favorite drink or libation? So I think my real favorite, though this is a good one, is um, my husband makes a really fabulous martini. So Mm. Chris martinis knock you flat out, but they're delicious. They are, okay. Excellent, excellent. I, uh, do you have a preference on vodka? So he does a gin martini. Oh, okay. Silly me. Okay. All right. See, I just assumed vodka. That's a shame on me. Shame on me. So gin martinis, I dig it. Um, but I love cold vodka. I actually like cold vodka just straight. Just straight cold yes, vodka, yeah, yes. Nice. It's And it's a locale, right? <laughs> it keeps it We're going. We're using the soda to kind of yes. make it last a while and yes, not make, too trash. Exactly. <laughs> Keep it together for an hour here. Um, my, I think one of my favorite questions, and I know this sounds weird, is I love to know what people's favorite curse word is. Yeah, it, it's a common it's one. It's such a good one. Yep, nouns and adjectives, they all work. Do you, I think I know the answer to this, but you just let them rip too, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very non-PC HR person. Yes, same. Well, I'm not an HR person, I'm a very <laughs> non-PC person, so it works, it works for me. Um, as the audience gets to know you, what, what's your favorite guilty pleasure in? I don't know, of late, it's, it probably sounds super tame, but... Like curling up on the couch or in bed with my dog, dosed and okay. reading, having time to just read, read, and then just to feel your dog just sighing and just loving mm-hmm. it, being with you. And man's best friend. Yeah, her her energy is 
phenomenal. So, and what kind of dog? She is a black mouth cur, but otherwise mm-hmm. known as a, she's a she's a southern hound. Okay. And she's All a right. big girl. Is she? How much yeah. she weigh? She's now seventy five pounds. Okay. When we adopted her exactly a year ago, she came with these papers that said mixed breed hound XL. Mm. She was thirty five pounds. I was like, oh, she's not gonna be XL. That's so. Funny. She's XL. Wow. Yeah. And but you're pumped about it. You oh. love it. You love it. I, uh, my wife and I have the exact same experience with a southern hound. Uh, hound might be strong because he's like a pit bull boxer lab, but yeah, he was 30 pounds when we got him, and they're like, he'll probably top out at 45. We're like, perfect. 75 pounds later, uh, Dean comes running through the door. So it's like, which uh, we're so happy with. I don't think I would have opted for a large dog, but now I love it. Uh, so funny. The best? Yes. Oh, my God. So what's the book of choice while you're reading right now? Oh my God, what am I reading right now? Oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I'm reading like a, a, one of Brene Brown's books, um, uh, Dare to Lead, which actually okay. is good. I mean, okay. There's some really good stuff in there. Yeah. There's a lot of rah-rah stuff. But, um, and I, I'm dying to read the latest um, Murakami. My favorite authors is um, the uh, guy who wrote Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde, Gino Diaz. No. I actually got to hear him speak no. live a year ago at, um, in Provincetown at 20 Summers. Okay. So I kind of go between novels and, you and know, kind of real stuff that you... Yeah. You know, I, I go through the same thing, although I've been on a, um, I've been on the real stuff kick lately. It just, I like find myself in waves. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to read anything that's remotely real. And then sometimes it's like, I just need practical stuff right now that I can use. So, so what's your latest real thing? Oh, I just read Death by Meeting. <laughs> <laughs> by Patrick Lencioni. Have you read it of any I Patrick's books? So just he's, the title, I yeah. totally agree with. But. Yeah, he is, uh, and you know what's funny about the book is the end of the book makes a case for more meetings. Oh, really? But I'm shocked. it's just how they structure them. Okay. I think, yeah, and, yeah. And, and he's a former Bane guy, um, but... Super practical novels. He wrote like five dysfunctions of team, the ideal team player. He's been probably my. Uh, I'm getting the I'm getting the Patrick Lencioni MBA currently because I just I, I dig his books and they're very memorable. So yeah, that was the one I wrapped up last night. That's my new. It's my new thing. So poor Bob and Brenda are gonna have to hear about all about that next week. So you're gonna uh, know we got a long agenda. Yeah, we need, yeah, we gotta do we got all these things the all these things differently. We need more conflict in our meetings. <laughs> um, what about, well, I, I'm excited to ask you this question because I think you're well-read, but I think you have good perspective. Favorite quote or what quote are you living by these days? Jeez. So there's so, I mean. You don't have to choose one. Like, you can do whatever I you want. I two. Okay. That like, I've uh, kind of stuck with for years. Yes. And I actually, because I didn't want to do them disservice. You, you right. I love it. I brought them. So Pre- I prior. actually read them. Okay. Perfect. And I took. I'm a total techno dinosaur. I actually took pictures. Oh, of, of them. Of them. So okay. So the, are these in your house or your office? So, uh, excuse me? No, no, I just took them. You just took them. Okay, okay. So one of them is by Thomas Saws, mm-hmm. a Hungarian uh, psychologist, okay. psychiatrist. Uh, Every act of conscious learning requires the willingness to suffer an injury to one's self esteem. That is why young children, before they are aware of their own self importance, learn so easily. And why older persons, especially if vain or important, cannot learn at all. Mm. The one that I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's a good one. Who is that? Thomas Saz. Okay. S Z A S Z. Okay. He's got a lot of good ones. He kind of wow. uh, bucked a lot of common uh, theories in mm. modern psychiatry. Okay. He's, a, he's cool. And then the other one, this is more ubiquitous, but Maya Angelou's. I've learned that people will forget what you said, mm. people will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And yes. that's something I totally live by. Yes, yeah. that's so true. I, I those are both awesome. And that's why I was excited to ask you because oh. I knew you weren't gonna have like standard. You know, like well, the Maya Angelou one's obviously very famous. I've read that before, but I think that resonates. Yeah, it's such a good one. Mm-hmm. Especially um, the Maya Angelou one. Uh, I nerd out on sometimes when I think about my life in the uh, well previous to this role where I was really just an individual contributing mm-hmm. sales rep and like how am I making people feel because mm-hmm. like your whole goal is to be memorable especially when you have no network and you're cold calling and you're like okay so how am I memorable and how am I making people feel that was always something 
I tried to do, and then when I read her quote, whenever, however old it was, I was like, oh yeah, okay, she's totally right on. They're not going to remember what I did for them or or what, or who I was. They're just going to remember what I made them feel. So that's awesome. Oh, that conscious learning one, too, like, I, I'm going I'm to have to ponder that, Hannah. That's a, that's a new one for me, but it makes sense. But, I mean, it's basically at the heart of what we all know is ego gets in the way yes. of learning yes. when you have a total commitment to maintaining your personality, your ego, your standing, how people view you, mm. and you shut down. There's yes. no room for new information or opening or evolving to, to come in. I've always known Anne as that person, like the open-minded I don't know if I'm doing it the right way, but this is how I'm doing it. Like asking for, you know, I'm always willing and open-minded. Has there been a time in your career when you were more, I'm going to say thick-headed or, or, or more um, or more uh, in service of your ego as opposed to leading your ego? You know, I think there's ways in which we're all in service to our ego, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. But generally, I think because I've always seen myself as kind of a weirdo, <laughs> thinking that I think really differently than people and mm. that thinking isn't going to be acceptable. Yes. I've never really, and that's been a disservice to me because it's had me not trust my instincts or not stand up for what I believe mm -hmm. or stand up for myself. Um, so I think because I've always assumed that I don't know WTF. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've wanted to learn from people. I've wanted to be corrected. I've wanted to, you know, some, sometimes to a fault. Mm. Because I think sometimes I've kind of subjugated myself, which I think yeah. sometimes we women do. Yes. Um, it's a product of, you know, people I was parented by. And then yeah, the, right. You know, the, some of the choices I made around bosses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but, so I'm really glad to be older. Yes. <laughs> and kind of understanding that. Have a right to the way that I think and kind of works. Yeah. yeah. No, that and that right, if you will. Mm -hmm. Was there a? Do you remember a turning point when it was like I'm no longer doing this anymore? It was really recently. Really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Recently. That's cool. Taking me to like 55. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's. Uh, I think honestly so, though, that probably is really good for people to hear, like because I think. I know in my, I'm in my early 30s or mid, almost mid 30s. I know in my group of friends and my circle, I think there's a lot of self doubt and I think people think they should have it figured out by 30. Mm -hmm. So I think you saying that vulnerably and honestly is like, kind of gives people like a, whew, okay. And by the way, I don't have it figured out. I know, but, you know, okay, fair, yeah, fair, but, fair, fair. But at peace with it. At peace to like just kind of. Like at, at peace with it to me is figured out. Yeah, though, okay, for, good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. Right? Like I think, like you know, I don't think anyone's got it totally figured out. But I think is your if you can rest your head on the pillow and not be yeah. in turmoil, I think yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. That counts as figured out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a low barrier. I have a low. Uh, no, that's peace. Okay. That's yeah. Peace. So was there a what? What can you do? You want to share the point that was the turning point recently? I it, it was just a whole confluence of events. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was yeah. you know, I went through. I had a lot of terrible shit happened in the last yep. year around my career, yep. right? And uh, and I think that just, and then I took, I took four months before I started with vicarious surgical, but I really just needed to get to center. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, looking at things in hindsight and kind of getting some more time away from them yes. and getting some more input from other people who weren't involved around mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And understanding what I wanted kind of going forward. Mm. Um, and understanding that a lot of the things that I held dear actually were meaningful for me and for other people. Mm. And those things, unfortunately, didn't lead to the success of, you know, right. How you company I co-founded, but they're valid. Yeah. No, and they no. live on. And I have, like, lime in my... Oh, okay. right. it's totally like, cool. It's totally cool. Our lips? I was like, "Yeah, your lips look. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just chew it. <laughs> it's totally biodegradable. Oh, it's too good. Who squeezed that one? I think it was you. Mm -hmm. It was a hundred percent me. Um, no, that's cool. That's really cool. I think that's uh, it's a process to deal with that stuff too, yeah, which is yeah. which is well, and boxing. 
I was, yoga. Yeah, Lots I was good. Okay. Those are two things that like, help thing. me. Yeah. Get through it. Yes. The, phys- the physical. I feel like when we caught up two years, were you two years ago? Were you just learning boxing? Oh, I was almost four years ago. I started, oh, was that really? Yeah, started, wow. Yeah, okay. four years ago. 2015. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, summer I remember you, like, the reason I'm bringing the boxing up is from your quote from the beginning of, like, um, the Thomas Sauce quote. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I got out of that, you have to be humble to learn. And, right, like, that's kind of what I took out of your quote at, without seeing it in front of me. And, like, I remember you describing boxing just being, and you being so humbled by it. Being yeah. like, I can't believe people can do it for that long. Yeah. And I'd be like, and I was like, oh, I've never thought about how exhausting that was. So. But also, it's like you, like you with golf, like we were talking yeah. about your, you're going out and playing. So like, I think boxing and golf are similar in that you just always suck. Yes. Like, no matter how long you do it, yes. you're always going to suck. Yes. And there's ways to improve. And yes. there's like more things to learn. And mm-hmm. yeah. It's, uh, it's like that. I mean, for me, the Vince Lombardi quote of like perfection is, uh, is impossible to reach, but worth chasing. That's golf and sports for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll give it another try. But man, I almost really wanted to end it after my last round. You know what I mean? Like you're like, okay, highs and lows. But for some reason, I'm going to do this again. So. Oh, here's another good quote. Yes. Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the, the face. face. Oh, that's so <laughs> true. That's another Especially good if you get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. <laughs> by the way. So true. So, so people I know obviously know your background. Do you want to give like the quick Reader's Digest version of your career oh, path? Oh my goodness. Uh, just where you've been, where yeah, you've just done. Like it's been a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. You asked for like a three-minute version. Yeah. I'll cut it down even. Yeah. Slower. Sixty seconds so, is fine. Fashion, business school, fashion again. Although from going from retail, then after business school, the wholesale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then then high tech, mm-hmm. uh, marketing in yes. high tech. When there was supercomputers. Yes. yes. <laughs> now you have one in your pocket. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then, what the heck did I do after that? So I went to Geneva, came back, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's what, uh, then Par Excel, huge mm. part of my career. Yeah. Uh, I, I said, I don't know if you read that interview that I did in the Huffington Post, but. Uh, no, I have not. Yeah. Um, but I gave a big shout out to Joe Von Rickenbach, who was the founder for a gazillion years, CEO of Parkville. I okay. worked for him for eight years, and he was a real, uh, a real educator for me in okay. my career. And then uh, I went back again to Marcom briefly, and then to MIT. No, like brief stuff with uh, David Rockefeller Jr. Family office, very very brief. And then I went to to MIT to uh, work with Rodney Brooks as yeah. uh, kind of managing the computer science and AI lab. Um, so I was, you know, basically yeah. executive assistant there. Um, but it was huge, 800 person lab, and it was really, really fun, and working with these PhD students, learning how to machine metal, yes. that was really super fun. Yes. And then when uh, he was stepping down, he said, uh, you wanna help me start a company? Like, yeah, sure, I'd love to do things. That I don't know anything do, about it. <laughs> I love to kind of, I'm a generalist. I used to yeah. say, I could take all this stuff. Here. Yes. So then he and Ken Zola and I co-founded Heartland Robotics. Yes. Which then four years later became Rethink Robotics. Okay. And so 10 years, you know, or as many as 150 people at one That's point. That's right. Um, yeah, it was a, a kind of started off doing everything there. Yeah. And morphed into... Well, what I love to do best is encourage and nurture people. And mm-hmm. so building the team was this, it was just fabulous. Yes. And it was a fabulous team. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's was, awesome. Yeah. It was just, it's a, it's still a, a huge, sad thing. Yes. That, and again, when we talk about ego, that yeah. was rethinks demise, ego and hubris. Mm. That's the... At the root of it, the root of it, yeah. But um, and someday I'll be able to write about it. Yes, not for a while. Yes. Um, but in any case, it was just a treat. Mm. And um, and then I had a very brief stint at another local robotics company. Mm -hmm. 
I knew probably wouldn't work and it didn't. And now yeah. I'm with Vicarious. Yes. Which is kind of brand Vicarious new for surgical. you. Vicarious Surgical, yeah. So oh. we're about 37 people. Okay. Well, closer. Uh, next month will probably be over, over yes. 40. And for people who don't know what Vicarious Surgical does, can you layman's term it for us? <laughs> uh, so uh, we are basically doing um, robotic surgery mm -hmm. control through virtual reality. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no big I deal. I say a, a whole <laughs> lot about... Yes. The technology yes. right now. Yeah, it's still starting. The great, great team co-founded by Adam Saxon, Sami Khalifa, and a really wonderful group of people. Mm -hmm. Lovely, lovely. And that was my, that was my number one priority for mm. what I did next. It was not really what the company was doing, but what kind of people were running the company or founding the company, and uh, yeah. were they kind and Mm -hmm. so. Right, you know their hearts in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So MIT has been a pretty big part of yeah. your story. Now that I, which is kind of weird to say, you know. Yeah. It's and I think that's. Some people say, "Did you go to MIT?" Right. I'm like, "Hell no, no. no!" Right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> but I think that's so. My dream. Right. I think that's so true for so many of us in the Boston area. Right. Like I can't tell you how many companies Davis and myself work with that had. What was an MIT startup at some point or what have you? I, I just uh, it was kind of like light downing on Marvel Head. I don't because I don't associate you with MIT. I yeah. said it like six times. I was like, damn, damn. <laughs> you don't fit the mold, in. the MIT mold. <laughs> um, that's really cool. That is really cool. I also love. Uh, were you? Do you think you were in your sweet spot at Rethink when you were nurturing and encouraging people? Because mm. I talked to a lot of HR people in my professional life, right. and uh, very few of them, although you were certainly one of the people in this category, when we were on the phone, we, you would often make time to talk about the people we had placed years ago. Mm. Mark, have you heard from Eric? How's Eric, you know, how's, have you heard how he's doing? Because this is what he's been doing. You'd kind of keep me up to date, and I was just like, oh, like, and I would like always hang up the phone with the feeling in my like gut being like, oh, like she cares. It's not like a transaction for her. And I think that was, uh, I think that's really what drew me to uh, kind of love hanging out with you and be like, yeah, uh, and we should meet, but we should probably do it over drinks, right? Like so we can <laughs> hang out for a little while. So it was just, I think uh, the caring for people, I, it seemed to me from the outsider's perspective, not knowing the, the inner turmoil I rethink at the time, that you were in your sweet spot. Would you say Loved that's it. fair? Loved it. Okay, yes, yeah. Yes. Cool. Very cool. Um, was that... I want to talk to you about a time when, during your career path, that something came up really unexpected. Was it Rethink for you, or would you have a different example? You mean... Um, like, along your career path... Like, I would never plan for this yeah. kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a fabulous accident. Yes. So, like, 25-year-old Anne is, like, fashion the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. And now you're, like, knee-deep in virtual reality roles. <laughs> <laughs> is that, like... Yeah, and I mean, and I have so many different things that I wanted to do. I mean, I'm really sad that I, you know, didn't, you know, have the kind of, you know, whatever, parenting, and this is not about my, you know, parents, this or that, but just in general that I wasn't kind of pushed at a younger age, I would have mm. loved to have gone to medical school. Right? No, yeah, okay. And then later, as I got into my 30s, I thought, well, maybe I'll go, you know, become a nurse practitioner. I really wanted to go to the EMGH health professions program, but, mm. you know, I, I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But I guess what I'm just talking about is there's just so many different, and I think this is true for most people, like so many different things. You, I guess, though, there are some people who really, I guess I'm kind of jealous of those kind of people who have yeah. a real singularity of purpose. Right. And I never had that, um, but I don't know. Do you think it's because your singularity of purpose can manifest itself in many ways? Like if you if, if people are what tends to drive you, mm -hmm. and I'm filling in the blank, so mm -hmm. that might not be totally accurate, but it's like there are certain professions or there are certain people whose purpose can only be exercised in, in, in yeah, finite ways. Yeah, that's maybe. an interesting way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel the same. It's like I don't know. Like, I, like at this point in my career, I just enjoy – the mechanics of the business world. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's some of that that I can nerd out on, 
And our owner will say it sometimes. It's like, I don't care if we were selling pencils, I could have fun. And it's like, I... And I remember first hearing that when I was young in the business, being like, what is he talking about? Like, But now I get it. It's like, it's the people you're dealing it with. Exactly. It's the challenges you're solving together. So I, um, I feel similarly to you, where it's like, I don't really know if this is the right thing to be doing, but it's what's working, and it lets me... Uh, I'm exercising towards my purpose, which I think matters. Right, and you just said something too that's just so clear. You said people mm. and together. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. That's, yes. Yeah, we all know that. We're just, we want to just create community around us, and that's what makes us feel like we belong mm-hmm. and gives us the, the support to go out and be our biggest, best selves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It was a treat actually to meet Bob. Yeah, oh, I was so glad you got to do that. Yeah, he's had such a big impact on, I mean, literally thousands of people's lives, but certainly ours here. It's a a rare thing that we're, in my experience, the cool thing about our job is we get to see so many different companies. I think I've even called you, been like, is this weird that my owner lets us do this kind of stuff? And you'd be like, you work at a cool company. It's like, I mean, for a cool person, it just makes you uh, super grateful at the end of the day. Like, okay, I'm so grateful for that. Do you have... When you, when you need to execute on, like, so a few of these companies, you've been really at the ground floor. Like, one of the first, I mean, you founded Heartland. I was number one. You were number one, and then, and then at Vicarious, you're still in the, you said you're 37 now, but I mean, yeah. let's, it's, it's, it's really a startup. How, how do you build communities with executive teams? Because that's part of your job, right? That, like, that is really difficult. So, yeah. at... Rethink, I did not have the, I was not empowered to build community okay. at the executive level. Okay. I was empowered to do it at the director level and below, and I hate to talk about it in hierarchical terms, but that's just yeah, the reality, Yeah, this is the fact of matter, yeah. Um, and I would say that at Vicarious, one of the things that had me join was I got a real sense, and it's borne out um, from Adam, that he genuinely, genuinely, about people. Yes. And he, um, so it has to start, it has to start there that I went back, you know, yeah. going back to talking about intent. Mm-hmm. And he has really good intent. Now, it's, and he executes flawlessly on it? No. But he right. also, or back people. to the other thing, yeah. is learning. Yes. Right? Um, again, um, I see in Adam this, in, you know, initial sort of, well, engineer I know yes but, oh, yes well, okay yeah I, I'll think about that mm. Mm. an openness right yes so and for someone so young yeah so too, right yeah. so that to me is, is promising mm. yeah but um yeah people feeling that they are part of a community that the community has their back mm-hmm. um that's the only way that people have been be I've said this all over the place a thousand times but the word innovation is just like VC you know yeah. uh ready way to just really say creativity yes <laughs> but creativity sounds a little too feminine yes so i think that people can be the most creative when they feel safe they feel someone's cheering them on um that their community has their back mm. which is ironic because you all you've worked recently or in the last our entire time of knowing each other let's call it the last eight years nine years you've worked in intense environments mm-hmm. with deadlines and VC money on the line, mm-hmm. right? And so, how, ha, what were your strategies or what were your successes or failures? Like, let's just talk about the balance of like creating a place for people to be creative, mm-hmm. which is safe and mm-hmm. a world of balance, right? So, people can get into flow states. We talked about flow states mm-hmm. on the drive here a little bit. Like, with shit, we gotta make money mm-hmm. and, and hit our deadline, and there's pressure. So, like, how, like what, how did you do that? At, can you talk about that at all? I know that wasn't a very succinct so question. You but. can, I think, foster that kind of environment and have people just loving their work, loving their colleagues, mm-hmm. really, you know, coming up with creative ideas, executing on that. But at the end of the day, if the people running the business aren't allowing mm-hmm. for their own education and involvement, yes. involvement right? Yes. It's not gonna it's not gonna work. Right. Um so that has to be happening 
you know, all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, like, what were some of the conversations you would have with your directors? Because I'm sure you had new people newly in management at Reason. I think for a lot of the newer managers, it's just yeah. sort of like leading by example. Mm. Um, and then, of course, it's the kind of people that you hire in, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, then there's people that I wasn't able to hire mm -hmm. in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to say something really, really challenging here, but VCs, in my experience, do not know how to hire. Mm. <laughs> They hire based on pedigree. Yes. You know, educational pedigree right. or where you've been or who you know. The good old boys no, club kind of thing. There's no real appreciation for seeing what's who somebody is beyond that. The school right? they went to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, so I'm losing the train of thought. No, no, where, that's where cool. Where we start? That's where cool. That's start? all right. So you wondered how. Like, how did you, like, how would you tell someone who's, in a newly director level role mm -hmm. or manager role, right? And now I'm guessing, thinking myself as a new manager, I'm gonna get results, right? I'm, gonna, I'm, they've given me this opportunity. I'm gonna do my best to seize it. But at the same time, no one's gonna wanna work here if they can't have balance and, and let their creativity shine like that. Like, how, did you have to coach those folks, or did you coach? Them? Um. So I just didn't hire in people like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right, right. That, no so, that. I was kind of hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, so no, so that's, so one thing I always remind people of is that leadership is not about power. Yes, it's about servant, if, service. If you um, meet people who think that it's all about, you know, how did they get into that role and mm. uh, why did they have the right to do that or, you know, how did they earn it mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, leadership is simply about Saying, stepping up and saying, hey, I want to be held accountable to achieving X goal yes. for this task. And then engaging your team to help you do that. Yes. And so it's all about, in the end of the day, as you all know, doing what you do, whatever mm -hmm. we do, everything's about relationships. Yes. And yes. if you're not in relationship with people and you're just... Again, back to your word, transactional. Yes. You're looking at everything as a transaction. Nothing's going to happen. Okay. Right? Cool. That no, I in, in I, the end, I, maybe yeah. There's going to be short-term gains potentially, right, yeah. but yeah, but so it doesn't work. So how so how does Anne or has have you changed the way you hire for any company now with Vicarious? Is that is the way? Never you, changed. It's never changed. It's never changed. Always focus awesome. on awesome on. First of all, is someone intelligent? Are they a quick study? Yeah. yeah that's always, you know, kind of right. necessary. Right, 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 right. I don't care. I don't give a fig where he went yeah. to school. You can say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you open? Like, are you psyched mm -hmm. about, hey, this is what I've accomplished today, but I'd really love to learn about so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And when yes. people are quick studies and they're open, they're going to learn. Right. So I would never bring in somebody with, you know, years of a very specific skill set um, who was like, yeah, I'm the chief mahoho mm -hmm. on yeah. this, per, you know, technology, and you guys are lucky to have me. Yeah, that's not yes. the one I would ever bring into yes. a company, ever, ever, ever. Right. Um. So, it's just always been like, mm. always. I kind of always want to check too. Do they have a sense of humor? Now, yes. engineers. <laughs> yes. Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> there's a spectrum of, mm -hmm. you know. But there's always, if I can find some way to connect with somebody, I know that they in turn are going to find a way to connect with other people. Mm -hmm. There's just like no way you can get into somebody through however many you know right. channels you try. Right. They're just not, they're just very much into their own thing. That's probably not going to be a good hire. So it sounds to me like you certainly have some obvious indicators when you're hiring of what you're looking for. Yeah. But you quick, but you quickly turn it into also a gut feel. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's always my gut. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And my gut has been ninety nine percent of the mm. time spot on. Oh. That's and awesome. then, but you know, we all have blind spots, yeah. right? I uh, certainly have. I mean, uh, I don't know. You know what? I do know what it was. The Coughlin Companies is a contract manufacturer out of Worcester. Pretty big operation, like uh, two hundred fifty million dollar company. So a good sized company. 
And I remember going, they're a uh, family-owned business. I remember going to a family business roundtable, and he talked about the importance of making decisions based on your gut. And mm-hmm. he said, and I remember, uh, this is Jim Sr. talking, I remember at one point he goes, your gut, sometimes you'll get it wrong. He goes, but your gut will learn, and it won't make the same mistake twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I get yeah, it. Like, that, like yeah. okay, that totally resonates with me, because yeah. I... Um, I've, I've definitely evolved. I think in the beginning for me, I was a little bit more X's than O's when mm-hmm. I interviewed people. And now it's like, I ask people like, what was your first job? What kind of people annoy you? Like I want to just hear who they are and what they like to do. And you you're, you have it more succinct and open to learning. I, I'm learning a lot from our conversation even that I want to incorporate into our, I, I've kind of tried to do it, but I don't think I've been able to articulate it as well. So I love hearing how people interview. And I'm so, it's so cool to hear that you haven't really changed the way you approached it in years yeah. or ever. Really. I just also have more confidence in myself. Yes. I used to be terrified to go in and interview people. Yes. Right? Yes. Am I going to expose that I don't know about the technology mm. as much as I should? Am I going to, you know, am I going to seem like an idiot compared to you who has right. a PhD and whatever? Right, right, um, And then, you know, over time, you know, when it's just human being to a human being, mm-hmm. It can be really fabulous. I mean, I've had some interviews where I've just really thought, "Wow, mm-hmm. that was really fun." Yes, that yeah, I, and those are the ones where. So I've had only a handful mm-hmm. of those in my career. Like when I've walked out, being like, "This person is unfreaking believable." Yeah, like, yeah. and they always tend to be the ones though where like that's the person that is crushing it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, at least, so yeah. it's like it's like okay, my gut must be onto something to a degree. That's cool. Do you, do you have then, like, whether it be interviewing someone or you talked about your own path, you had some regrets along the way. Was there an opportunity you were so pumped about that you seized and then regretted taking right away? Like you mentioned the brief stint yes. at the technology company, but yeah. you kind of knew that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did, but did you have another example of maybe someone where you were like, this is going to be great. And then if it, I mean, obviously Heartland and Rethink didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, but that was an evolution. Yeah, but have no regrets. Yeah, exactly, right? It doesn't, you, you sounded like you were at peace with that, so. Yeah. Was there anything along the way that you were like, hmm, didn't think it was going to go like that? No, other than that one that we mentioned before. Yeah. I think, um, in general, I would say that there have been interactions or, you know, mm. uh, situations. Yes, yes. But as an overall, you know, commitment to something. Wasn't. No. Okay. That makes that makes sense. I uh, so what what's next for Anne right now? Like what what are you? Uh, you're you're newly at Vicarious. Yes, yes. Um, it will, and that will morph into a larger role, I'm sure, as as time goes on. But like, what do you? What gets you most excited today about getting up out of bed? Um, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunity there again mm-hmm. because the the intent is so good mm-hmm. and um, I only actually go into the office three days a week mm-hmm. right now I'll probably change yeah. going forward um, but I find when I go I just really really enjoy my time there um, love my interactions with people um, again there's, there's a lot that needs to be done and you and I in the car on the way over here are talking about this one hire that I've been trying to make since even before I got I started yeah. Um, that I think that will really be beneficial. Um, so there's a lot of ideas that I have mm-hmm. of, of ways that I, um, of, of things I think could be really beneficial to the company. Um, and, you know, I'm having to really work it to yeah. say, hey, I think I know what I'm talking about. Can you trust me? Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, where I'm only in two months, I have to work on building yes. that trust, right? Um, I, uh, I'm learning to be more patient, um, and uh, so what I guess what excites me now is um, I just love being effective. I yeah, being okay. Super effective. So, and I feel like here I will have an opportunity to be effective, and I have to be willing to take it in its right time. Yes. Right? Yes. So, um, but and the other thing that me up is more is. Summer, yeah, almost. right, okay, right, right. Finally, right. It's, it's like a new day. The best um, time of the year in Boston. It is. It I think right now is. we're all going. Oh my god, I love my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Come back in January. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that helps. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and you and you've got a dial too. I'm so envious of your uh, city lifestyle. Yeah. So I can uh, I can either walk to Charlestown. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. To 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 Davis Square. Uh, excuse me, Sullivan Square. Wrong square. Davis Square is Cambridge, Dan. Um, or you know, tee it over. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's nice. But yeah. I'm out and about which is a awesome. lot, which, which is, is nice. Which, yeah, so nice. In this weather, especially. So okay. what are you what are you gonna do in the winter? Do you just Uber over there? No, I am not an Uber person. <laughs> you like just, under. You just suck yeah. it up and get on the tea. Yeah, oh, I, I love, love it. The, I love the tea. That's actually. how you know you're from Boston. Yeah, you're just yeah, hard I as just nails. Do. Yeah, yeah, I just like it. <laughs> it's like anywhere else. I think. Uh, well, I mean, I'm certainly biased, but. Uh, I feel like this place is just, I, there's a sales, there's a sales guy that I, uh, I'm a big fan of. He was a trainer to me when I was early on in my career. And he goes, Boston's the weirdest place on earth because it's like the only place in the city where you can get on a tee and no one will say hello to you. <laughs> but if you strike up a conversation with someone and you connect, they will genuinely be friends with you. Yeah. And, and you can go, and it's like, oh, it's such an, it's just such a hard place at times. It's just, even you saying that, like, no, I don't take an Uber. I suck it up and put on my winter coat. It's like, <laughs> that's all I heard there. That's so good. That is so good. Um, do you, do you feel, I'm interested to know, kind of, you've got, you've got pedigree, maybe not VC no. pedigree, but you've got pedigree in terms of what you've done and where you've come from. And, and now you're in a new, you're in a new place and you're trying, and there's, new parties involved and they've got things they want to do and you've been tasked with doing things like how how is that how have you been managing the man i can tell you this is the way to do it but also you gotta let them kind of fail with you along the way if that's fair or learn with you along the way because i because you're working with some you know some people who are at the very beginning of their careers yes very beginning and uh, they've got ideas about how things are but they've obviously brought you in because they wanted someone who they didn't bring in someone just out of school. Right, right. So how do you manage that? How's that been going? Yeah, so I, as I said a few minutes ago, like, you know, I'm only two months in. Yeah. And right now it's just, you know, them getting to know me. And, uh, uh, and again, it's, it's a trust thing. Right? Yes. It's like, well, who is Yes, who how am I doing? She? She's, she's not an engineer. <laughs> right. and she's kind of old. Uh, <laughs> Her hair changed its color. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right? So um, it, it, it is. It's just about... It's an evolution people. of trust. Yeah. And okay. so, you know, I've been meeting with people one-on-one slowly. Mm -hmm. Slowly. And hopefully word will Small spread. wins, I'm guessing, too, she's, right? She's okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> the Ann Whitaker campaign is <laughs> right. going through my carries right now. That's so cool. That is so cool. Now, um... I, like that was kind of those are the things I was most interested in, but I really wanted to hear from you because I don't know Anne previous to Heartland and Rethink. Yeah, really to Rethink because even Heartland I didn't know. It was know. gone by the time yeah. you and I. So yeah. before, well, were there any incredibly big surprises along your career before that? Like, what's the what's the juicy stuff that I've missed? Like, <laughs> give, like what did I miss along the way here? <laughs> Nothing juicy. Um, Mostly just uh, seeing someone kind of wend her way through feeling super awkward and not belonging and okay. uh, kind of out in left field in terms of the way I view the world, mm -hmm. right? To slowly kind of going, hey, I kind of have some valuable stuff here and it seems that some people appreciate it. And, yes. Um, so I think mostly, you know, what you missed was like many years of a ton of self-doubt. Oh, <laughs> and, inner turmoil? And kind of? not standing up for myself. Because yeah. um, I only know I don't give a fuck, Anne. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like for me... But the thing is I do give a fuck. No, no, I mean, I, I guess I should say that in context. Uh, Self-confident, Anne. Uh-huh. Like, I, I know you care. I know you care. But like... You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I, you mentioned a number of times, like, gaining self-confidence over time. I just don't know yeah, that. I'm and still working on that. I know, I just don't know. I don't know. I guess know. I, like, do a good job yeah, of Yeah, you do. You do. I, well, I don't know. I don't feel like you pretend when we're together. No, no, no. You know? Yeah, like, I think, I think that's who you are, but I don't, um, that's interesting to hear. That's I guess I'm not the way that I thought I should be, which is a whole lot more assertive. 
Okay. Um, I wish like oh, I wish I had like a financial brain. Yeah. Okay. So I could be like, all right, back. <laughs> you know, I remember um, I was interviewing for one job. I don't know, five months ago or whatever, four months ago, and it was going along great. And like, wow, we want to bring you in. And I'm like, so what's kept you guys from hiring for this role? Well, you know. Um, we want someone who's real data-driven. I'm like, you are talking to the wrong person. <laughs> right. Because data-driven right. is so not my We thing. just talked about hiring off gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I am not data-driven at all. Yeah. I mean, it's a... Uh, I wish I... I wish I... Because I kind of feel like, you know, if I could speak, you know, more fact-based and yes. data-driven, I would be more... I'd have more cred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yes. I get it, but at the same time, it's like how many times do you sit with people who they just use the facts, and, or they manipulate the facts uh, to support their worldview anyway, yeah. right? So it's like I, you don't find yourself assertive. I think that's funny. Oh, do you think I'm assertive? Uh, I definitely don't think you. I definitely don't think you're like type B. I don't think you're like passive. Oh, all right. Yeah. 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 No, I'm definitely. I mean, you've never been like Mark. No, don't do that. Do. This, this, and this in this order, but you know, I mean, those are control freaks. <laughs> There's like a spectrum of uh, of assertions. So, okay, that's interesting. So, Anne, er, Anne early in her career was filled with self doubt. Yeah, that's wild. I'm like a super goof. I'm still goofy. Yeah, yeah. but who isn't? Who isn't? So, did you expect? So, you obviously didn't expect to have this career no. that you have today. No, 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 no way. But you love it. I love it. Yeah. And I am really much more suited to, yeah, smaller company. And yes. A place where I can be, you know, coaching, mentoring. Mm. Um, yeah, sort of, uh, yeah, again, just mm -hmm. cheering people on. So when I first interviewed officially with Adam, he said to me, like, where do you want to be in five years? <laughs> <laughs> what was your answer? I don't I, what did you I, want to say? What I, was your, what I, was like I, the off the cuff? I probably laughed, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, still standing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> in, in Truro? <laughs> maybe with a maybe with a vodka soda. <laughs> or at that point, I don't care about <laughs> right? the soda. That's, that's martinis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's too funny. That's too funny. So you're just enjoying it for the the game of itself at this point. Yeah, and and again, I, I'm enjoying it because I do love being effective. Yes. And I do, I just love watching things happen, watching things grow, helping people grow. Mm. Um, yeah. It's when you, just, yeah, I think when there's almost it's almost better to have a mountain of opportunity and being struggling with which opportunity to choose than having just a few where you're specialized in. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's so interesting. Do you find that the engineers you talk to, I'm gonna say engineers, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna retract that. Do you find that the people in the world, you talked about how um, you would never hire someone who's like, I'm the best at this that there ever was, you should be lucky to have me. Do you find that there's a lot of people, uh, certainly early in their career, that aspire to be that person? Or do you think people are okay being generalists? Because I, because I, um, it's kind of mixed. Okay, yeah. yeah All right, it's cool. It's kind of 50 50. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, there are some people, and, and when I was talking earlier about, God, I kind of wish I had that singularity of purpose. There's some people, it's like, they just, there's like a linear path, mm. A to B. Yeah. And they probably actually, you know, life throws stuff at you. Yes. But they'll probably, Get when that. you're that fierce about what you want to be, and it's that, mm -hmm. and it's that narrow a thing, they probably attain it. Right? Yes. I'm yeah. kind of jealous of that in a way. Yes. Um, I'm glad that's not my path, but I'd say it's kind of split down the middle of okay. people who yeah, can, yeah, yeah, are just committed to that one mm -hmm. thing. Versus, versus open-minded yeah, in yeah. general. Yeah, that's interesting. I just always, I mean, yeah. I went to school and got a liberal arts degree, right? So I'm like uber generalist. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what did you go to school for? It's like, well, I learned a lot about a lot of things, a little about a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't know a ton about one thing, so I'm always interested to hear your, I mean, you've interviewed a ton of people, and some of the top engineers that our fine institutions in the Boston area have produced. <laughs> so I just kind of eager to hear how that works yeah. from your worldview standpoint. Do you do you struggle ever, or how do you handle the balance of it all? Meaning, like I the Anne I know um, obviously wants to be excel in her professional life, but also her personal life, mm -hmm. and there's so many facets to both. Um, 
do you find yourself sometimes uh, leaving, a, you know, you're juggling a million balls at once, but sometimes just leaving a few balls to the side to focus on a couple? Or like, how have you handled balance, right? You have a son who just graduated from college. Yeah. I, Hooray, but cheers hey, to that. Yay. Right? We should Ooh, probably, go yeah. Stefan. Yes. Um, so, oh, I didn't take a sip. It's not a valid. No, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's like, I, I think in Germany you could potentially be prosecuted mm-hmm. for something like that. <laughs> I have to say it's all kind of worked really well together. Cool. I don't feel like I've left anything out, except oh. for maybe, probably the only thing I've not done enough of is like rest. And sleep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel really happy about um, how I've parented my son, mm. um, and I'm incredibly, you know, happy for him. Yeah. Like how he's gotten to age 22, um, and um, I've always, you know, made time to do the things I need to do, which mm-hmm. is I have to exercise. Yes. That would be just a disaster for everybody, and I have a lot of. Um, have not a lot. I'm rich with mm-hmm. a husband, with friends, um, people around me who um, keep me true to my own self yeah. and Centered. and question me. Right? Yes. Um, so I think I just have the support mm-hmm. in my life to um, do you know, what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I feel lucky that way. What do you, um, do you always feel like it was working that way? Or like even early on in your career, was it going like that? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. No. All right. It's come to me later. Okay, but, cool. Like, so there's the, hope for me. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I feel in a really but good spot now, lot, but you sometimes. You have a lot of really just, good stuff. I mean, I look yes, at your face. You're happy. Yes. Oh, You're happy. I am. Yeah. I am. I mean, incredibly happy yeah, yeah, and grateful. So and I, you, you know. You have an amazing uh, boss. Yes. Sounds like you have a really wonderful life. I do. Um, Very lucky. Um, and you have things in your life that you love to do, and you do them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of what it's all about. No, yeah. I just I I, uh, I think sometimes I'm really critical of myself, which makes me feel like, man, you're really dropping the ball on this. But then when mm-hmm. I stand back from a situation, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. You're just freaking out over. I think that just more yeah, tends yeah. to be a personality trait. Um, and we got to get you sleeping. That's not good. You got to rest. You so I have my Aura ring now. Do you? I'm tracking my sleep. How is it going? Uh, I'm a nerd about this stuff. Yeah, I, I really You've caught me in a really sensitive subject. Because <laughs> I, because yeah, I was. What did you do with a Fitbit? I have a Whoop. A Whoop. Which is a startup in Boston that okay. Will Ahmed runs. Okay. Uh, but it tracks your sleep. And okay. it, it changed my behavior yes. significantly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, writing the Queen Mary or whatever the heck mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's like, it's. It's little, little steps. It is. It absolutely yeah, is. It's yeah. hard, too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Really it's really is, hard. Yeah. Has, has your behavior changed at all, wearing the aura ring? Yes. Yeah, What's sure. the biggest thing? Um, uh, biggest thing, I think you and I talked about this, definitely um, staying off of a screen at before least bed. an hour before yes. bedtime. Yes. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And hey, guess what? Now I have more time to read. And you read. A book. Do you, and do you read do. nightly? Is that a nightly? Yes, 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 yes. So. That's part of the process. Yeah. I'm on two weeks straight of reading, which with a four and a two-year-old is That's basically impressive. a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if it's like six pages, I count it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like at least I opened it and I fell asleep with it open, but I opened it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, re- that's really awesome. The... Uh, that's a that's one of the hardest things to do though is kind of balance the sleep. Because it's the easiest thing, especially when you get excited about something. You're like, oh man, it's already eleven, and I have to get up at five. It's oh. like I was supposed to get eight. They said, uh, but you can't do it. Yeah, so yeah. no, that's cool. Oh, which leads me to the question I, I missed in the beginning, which is kind of the canned questions, but I'll go back to it now. What's the weirdest thing about your daily routine? Um, I think the weirdest probably is, and this this sounds like a, when people say, you know. Oh, what's your biggest weakness? Oh, I I work too hard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Right. I I really have to do some form of exercise, exercise yes. every day. Yes, it's just and yeah, I get up super early to mm-hmm. get to a bags class or to a yoga class or yeah, I just it's yes, I have to move and I like to I, I walk a lot too. I mean that's yes, which is the benefit of your lifestyle. Exactly, the benefit of me living in the city, yeah. being able to get places on. Which so, is so awesome. I yeah. definitely started working out for 
probably the wrong reasons of being like, I'd seen that so many people had like daily exercise early in the morning. They all tended to be very successful. I was like, well, if they're doing that, I should do that, right? Like my ignorant mind. And then I realized the same thing about myself. I'm like a dog who has to be walked. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, right. I'm better for everyone around me. Yes, I think my yes. wife mainly, right? right? right and right. my children, it's like, did you get your walk today, Mark? <laughs> so I, I'm with you though on that. I'm totally with you on that. And I, I, uh, I got through this circuitous route, but I guess it counts, right? Um, oh, and same confession. Yes. I'm like super into skincare. Super. Super into skincare. So what's the weirdest thing you do for your skin? I spend a lot of time on it. Do you? Yeah. Is Cliff like, what is that? Cream? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that. I can see that. Hey, it's, our, it's like our biggest organ or something. That's right. right? right. Yeah, yeah. I'm the worst about it, but yes. Um, so, I mean, what would you like? We, we're kind of, we're getting close to we're the end here, but I, but I want to know, like, are there, I think someone in your role really, you've seen uh so many career paths happen from a technical but also professional standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm hoping that people that listen to this podcast will be from all walks of life and turn like it won't be just salespeople, it won't be just technical engineering people. What advice do you have or what like if you were talking to a recent college grad, mm-hmm. maybe not yourself, but, <laughs> but a recent but a recent college grad or someone who maybe was earlier in their career but really struggling to know if they like it, right? Like mm-hmm. you started in fashion and now you're running human resource departments. How, what, what advice would you give them or how, how do you, uh, how, if you had to give a graduation speech, what would your message be? Um, I think it would be try to stay out of your head and, mm. and, and follow, and I never, I hate that thing. What was it, follow your bliss or follow your family? Oh. I'm gonna freak out yeah. that, right? But yeah. I think it's more, um, when something excites you, go find out about it. Yes. Um, so always, make sure too that you feel good and here's where the gut part comes in mm. you feel good about the people that you are signing up to work with you know um or the that that you feel like i'm not sure that this is something i want or don't want in my career but i kind of feel like i could learn something here yes. or i really maybe it's like the 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 thing that the company sells or the the service that it mm-hmm. gives or you know whatever yeah um but the people exciting, matter the people but matter. uh well i, I kind of look up to that person maybe i could learn something from them so i think it's mm. finding people from whom you could learn or situations that are exciting to you and maybe a little bit scary mm. um, um, but I think that there's no way that when you're young you can know what your bliss or your quote in other words way over you is passion yeah um, you, you yeah. know that but just follow the excitement follow the, the buzz in your gut that says oh that kind of looks interesting right and as long as your gut also says, oh, and it also looks safe and mm-hmm. like it might be a place where I could feel mentored mm-hmm. um, or at least supported, that's probably a pretty good yeah, signal. Good, a good start. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I hate the follow your passion thing because it's like it like forgets to mention all the hard work and failure and sucking that involved. Like whose job doesn't suck 8% of the time? Right, right. To ten, maybe twenty-five. Like, there's always a part of your job that sucks. It always is. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. That's just. Like, I that's... also don't like sending meeting agendas. Right. But we gotta do it. Like, like, a, but it's, it doesn't. I don't get up in the morning like, whoa, here we go. So I, I'm with you on the follow your passion thing. Is. Yeah. Ugh. But um, but I do like. Um, but I have a passion for a living, and I follow that passion. So I say, I would say I tongue. I could say it tongue in cheek, I guess. Yeah. And also thinking about what. You know, what do you want to, what, what do you want to uh, affect in a positive way? Mm. Um, what do you want to bring along with you? Yeah. Or how do you want to, maybe instead of saying where you want to be in five years, maybe thinking like, how do you think you could um, make things better for someone or a group of people or mm. whatever? Keeping that in mind, like, hmm, how can I be a part of making things better? Yes. Yes. And that can happen but, like and that's in like micro on an and macro. Yeah, that's too. an individual. And that's like, I'm talking about real small. Like yes. You personally. Yes. Not like, oh, 
I'm going to go for to a company that's going to create a cure for cancer. Right. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But that's balance. Yeah. That's and knowing you, you're really saying know yourself. Know what works for you. And again, you're not going to know that. I'm, I guess I'm saying you're you're saying pay attention. What I'm hearing yeah. is I'm synthesizing. Yeah. Pay attention to the things that are making you high in life, yeah. and just try to do a little that's bit more of that every you. day. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's a perfect way to wrap it, unless you have any other wise words that we, we need to impart I have on to the world. I drink. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I may get another. And thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Mark. Much thanks appreciated. Thanks for how many years now? I guess we're, I mean, I've been here for going on 10, 9 or 10. So I think probably 7. Yeah, probably 7. 7 yeah. yeah. I mean. When I finally came been, out of the cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> Here at Davis. Always, uh, always when I get off of a phone call with you or whatever, I'm always jazzed. Oh, thank you. So thank thank you, you very much. Right? Well, <laughs> I try to make people feel good. Maya Angelou, right? So, well, thank you very much, Anne, and uh, thank you all for listening.